You're listening to the Choose to Be podcast with host Alana Gordon and Amy Wolsey. As you join us each week, we will provide you with tools, resources, and knowledge to help you navigate your healing journey. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Welcome back to Choose to Be podcast. Thanks for joining our conversation today. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the different options that you as the betrayed have for your own healing. And we're going to talk about a couple options, few options that your spouse who is working his own recovery, hopefully working his own recovery, some options that he has as well. First, if you have not listened to our previous podcast that kind of leads up to this, we recommend that you go back and listen to episode four. I'll prep you for this one. So Alana, what are some options that we have as the betrayed for that healing or our healing journey? Usually I see it broken down into four main categories. So we have therapy, we have meeting with a coach, there's group support, and then there's sponsors. Each one is unique and it offers different benefits. So Let's start with therapy. Therapy is the one that we hear most frequently. And the first thing that I want to bring out that I think is the most important, which you've probably heard us say in all of our podcast episodes up to this point, is please take the time to find somebody who is trained in B-trail trauma. When you have a therapist who is trained with B-trail trauma, the lens through which they see you is a completely different lens. They see you as somebody who is suffering from PTSD, potentially, somebody who is going through trauma, and somebody who needs to really work on getting emotionally stabilized and seeking that support before they start investing wholly in the marriage or the relationship again. And so making sure to have somebody who is trained in that is really important. I've seen too many women go through this with a therapist who may be very well trained, but not in this area with really good intentions, unfortunately cause a lot of additional trauma. So in therapy, you're not only working on the trauma, not only working on the betrayal, there's also a lot of mourning, grieving, and understanding things from your past that are being triggered and brought up today. So with your therapist, you can really work through all of those deep layers that have impacted what you're experiencing today. So a therapist can be really beneficial in helping you dig through that, sort through that, truly understand what you're experiencing. So that can be really beneficial. Yes, absolutely. I'm really glad that you pointed out, and I hope that everyone was listening to find someone who is trained in that betrayal trauma. It is key to in everything you just said, 100%. And then I'll add the next option, which is coaching. A lot of women go through therapy, and then they get to this point where they're starting to feel like they need something different. I love the women that are paying attention to that feeling. They're listening to themselves which means therapy worked. (laughs) They are listening to themselves and they know that they need something different. They want to move forward. They want to be able to, to start thinking about 
the next chapter in their life. And that is where coaching comes in. So that's the next option is to meeting with a life coach. And again, I think it is really important to find someone who knows and is trained in betrayal trauma to help you because there is a level of empathy and understanding that comes with that. And I'll have clients who come and they are still in a little bit of that trauma and we're just trying to navigate divorce now. And there's just not words sometimes to describe what we've gone through and what we're experienced. Sometimes it's just looking at them and we can just cry together a little bit or she's trying to explain how she's feeling and where she's at. And I say, I know, I get it. You don't even have to explain. I totally get where you're at. I think that's really beneficial to find someone who has been there to help you through that. So coaching meets you where you're at right now and helps you navigate and help you move forward. One thing. So when Luke and I started the company, Choose Recovery Services, it was really important to us that every single coach or therapist that came on our team had firsthand experienced either the trauma, the betrayal trauma, or the addiction. The reason that we did this is because there is a different level of understanding, almost just a deep awareness of what you're experiencing. And so it was really important to us to make sure that we found those people who not only had all of the knowledge and the skill set, but had truly been there and walked in those shoes. One other area that I just want to plug for coaches is with betrayal trauma, we can break it up into three main phases. Phase one, it's all about gaining stability and safety and getting some boundaries in place so you can create almost an incubator for you to heal. In phase two, there's a lot of grieving and mourning and trying to understand and letting yourself feel where you're at and just working through that deep level of trauma. And then phase three is more of this, okay, I'm ready to invest more in the relationship. I'm ready to start move forward. I'm ready to start taking these next steps in my life. A coach can help absolutely in phase three. But also, they are so instrumental in that phase one, because what I have found is if you're going to a therapist and you're spending your time with your therapist and they're trying to teach you just some basic level information, like how to get grounded, how to do self-care, how to really take care of your own needs, how to, how to start recognizing the triggers, how to get yourself to calm down in the middle of the triggers. All of these types of things can be so beneficially done with a coach so that when clients meet with that coach and they're doing that type of work, when they come into the therapy office, now they can just dive into the deep stuff with the therapist. So they're not spending time with the therapist working through those type of stuff. All those foundational pieces can be put in place with the coach. And then in therapy, they can just go straight into what they really want to work on, which is moving through that trauma. So coaches and therapists really can work together well, hand in hand, especially when you have coaches and therapists who are both trained in the same model, the betrayal trauma model, which then you are building this team that's committed to your healing. Absolutely. So powerful. I hope that if you're listening, you can see how incredibly 
well taken care of you can be when you find the right people. Super powerful. Okay, so the next one is groups. Finding that group support. Mm. Alana, if you don't know, Alana heads the Worth Program for Life Changing Services, which runs all of the groups, therapeutic and mentor-led groups for women in this regard. So Alana, why are groups so helpful and powerful? The group environment, I'll just first say it's not for everybody. I have found that I want all my clients to go through it. I want them to have that extra layer of healing. Studies have shown that those who do group support do tend to have longer lasting healing. But it isn't for everyone and it isn't for every stage in your journey. When you are in that place, though, of feeling you're isolated, you're all alone, you don't know if you're going crazy or not, you don't know or don't feel like anybody else can truly feel the way that you feel. When you go to a group and you hear other people say almost word for word things that you have thought or things that you have experienced, there is such a power that comes from that me too. This almost like wave of relief of, oh my word, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. And, and not only that, you also hear women who will, or men, depending on what type of group you're in, who will say, this worked for me, this worked for me, this worked for me. And you have the ability then to sort through all of that and go, okay, I think I might try that. Or, ooh, that really resonates with me. And you get all of these other ways of looking at the same problem where through our own eyes, we can get so caught into only doing it the way that we can see. And all of a sudden this greater world of understanding and perspectives and ideas opens up to us. Absolutely. I think the first thing that comes to mind is how, how much that will eliminate shame because you do feel like you're the only one experiencing this and feeling what you're feeling and hearing other women talk about anger. Anger is a big one. Hearing other women share how angry they are eliminates so much shame. So, oh, okay. I'm not bad. I just had a client today who was talking about, she's in a, one of the divorce groups at Worth and she was talking about how helpful it is to hear other women who are a little bit ahead in the steps of their divorce or kind of proceeding with the divorce and she's not quite sure and talking about how healthy it is for her to hear their stories because now she's, I know what to expect. I know what's coming and it's helping her in the now decide what is the most wise decision for her to make because she's hearing other women a little further along in this process. And to your point beginning, this isn't for everybody. I do want to make very clear that you will be in there with women who are at different places in their healing journey. And we women love to compare because really because we want to know where we're at. We really just want to know, are we okay? Am I okay? And so we, I think sometimes unintentionally get into this comparing mode, but I want to just, I, I cannot stress enough that if you do join a group, to be very aware of those comparing thoughts that might come up. You are exactly where you're supposed to be right now in your journey. I cannot stress that enough. It goes back to what we were talking about last episode. It's 
being aware of where you're at and accepting it. It's okay. You're okay. And knowing that as you hear different stories in the group, different women share, you can tune it out. You can say, you know what? That's not for me. It doesn't make it wrong. It's just, that's not for me. And that's okay. So try not to compare if you are joining these groups. And that comparative suffering that sometimes we hear somebody else and we go, oh, I don't have it as bad as them. So I shouldn't feel this way. Or we'll go, oh my goodness, they're so much further ahead of me. I should be in this other place. That can be really hard. Group has so many benefits, but there are some challenges that come from it where we do have to be really careful with comparing ourselves. Also, a big fear I've heard in my clients who have hesitated with group is those who are trying to work on the marriage. What if I hear things that other men are doing? And then I think my husband's going to be doing that. And that fear, yeah, that fear holds them back from getting that extra level of support. And while that is true, that you will hear things occasionally that other men have done part of your healing, especially moving forward in the marriage, if you choose to, is recognizing that your story isn't somebody else's story. And it helps you be able to get to this place of really owning your own experience and being able to separate yourself from what other people are experiencing, which is a really healthy skill. Yeah, no, it is. So again, I think our point here is you knowing what you need, asking yourself, what is the most wise decision for me right now? What do I need right now? And if that is, I need other women so that I know I'm not alone, then I, we both really recommend you um, join a group because it is very beneficial. But ask yourself, you're the only one that knows. We're giving you options. We're yes. telling you all the different options, but no one, again, can tell you what to do and what you need. You are the one that knows. Tap into that most wise self. And then the next one is sponsors. Sponsors are really that person who's in it on a day-to-day basis with you. So that sponsor is when you have a coach or you have a therapist, typically you're only seeing them once or twice a week, sometimes even further apart. apart, That sponsor is a person who can be in the weeds with you. You can be sending them Marco Polos each day. You can be texting each other back and forth. You can be calling each other. A sponsor is somebody who has already been through this and who is a little bit further on the journey than you are. So if you're doing a traditional 12-step group, it would be somebody who's already worked their 12 steps and can help you as you do that. If you're not doing that traditional 12-step group, then they're just somebody who is further along in their healing who can help you see, oh, this is what you're experiencing. Oh, here's a hole that you might want to watch for. They're the ones who are really side-by-side with you, and they're so beneficial Big question with sponsors is people go, well, where do I find a sponsor? How do I find that? And if you don't like groups, unfortunately, you usually find them in groups. It's when you go to group and other people who are further along and you go to them and you find those who have what you want to have as far as their emotional healing and growth. And you approach them. And this is for men and women whether we're talking about the addicted or the betrayed, you find somebody who is further along and you go to them, which takes a ton of vulnerability 
and you say, would you consider being my sponsor? Would you consider helping me through this? And the more traditional 12-step groups usually already have a list of sponsors or have a place that you can go to for that. I personally have found it more beneficial that you just find the ones that you relate to. Because when you have a sponsor that you already feel that connection with, there's power with that. And just like Amy said earlier, is God can lead you to the right people. And I especially believe that with sponsors as well. Oh yeah. There's no such thing as coincidences. It's all tender mercies of the Lord. You'll be led. Let's talk a little bit. So we just named off different options and we focused on the betrayed, but we have some options for those who are struggling with the sexual addiction, self mastery. So what are some options for them? And before we dive into this, Alana and I both want to make clear that if you are listening and it is your spouse who is perhaps not getting any help, we are not offering these options for you to now run and tell him what to do or feel responsible for getting him fixed (laughs) because it goes back to that whole thing we were talking about earlier, Al. We just want them to get the help and get better so that we can feel better. But we do want you to know there are options. There is help. There is hope. So what are some options for the one who is struggling in sexual self-mastery? So with the person who is struggling, I tend to say they need all of these. I want to see them with all four, um, three at a minimum. So what I want to see is ideally a coach or a therapist, or excuse me, what I want to see is a therapist in the beginning, because usually we're talking about years and years of pattern of this type of behavior that's been reinforcing itself. And also we're talking about a lot of shame. So when we're talking about somebody just starting their recovery journey, I want to see them with a therapist. I want to see a sponsor who is further along than them. And I want to see group support. A coach, absolutely, you can do that in conjunction with your therapist, or once you've gained some sobriety and have really started to work through some of those deep-seated issues that have led to the addiction, bringing that coach in at that point. With women, I'm more, or with the betrayed, I'm more in a place of being willing to go really decide for yourself if the group is right, really sit down and make it a matter of prayer and dig into your deep inner intuition and figure out what works for you. When we're talking about the men going through addiction, really have a team, a full team to help you beat this. And Dr. Skinner uses the term recovery capital. And this came actually from Alcoholics Anonymous years ago. And what they had done is they had done this study with 25 years of people who had struggled with alcoholism And those who had success had the most recovery capital, meaning they had the most tools in their tool belt that helped them be able to tackle this. So they had group, they had a sponsor, they had a therapist, they went to multiple groups a week sometimes, or they went to the therapy multiple times a week. They had more types of recovery, more types of tools in their belts that they were able to use. And so... 
whether we're talking about the betrayed, whether we're talking about the addicted, making sure that you have some good recovery capital in your tool chest so that you can work through whatever healing needs to be done. That is awesome. And I hope that those of you who are listening can just take some time to assess what it is, what is the most wise decision for you. Alana, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a loaded question that I know probably could be a whole episode, but I feel like some women are thinking right now, okay, these are great options. And that's a lot that my husband needs to be involved in. What if he is not willing? What if he won't go and do the work? And how, or how do I even let him know about these options? Do I let him know about these options? You absolutely can share resources with that understanding that you can't control what he does with it. This absolutely is a loaded question because there's so many layers to this. You can't control what he does or doesn't do, nor should you, because we shouldn't be controlling other adults. But what you can do is you can create boundaries for yourself. You can do the work that helps you figure out what you are willing and are not willing to tolerate. And you can figure out what you need to heal and what kind of safety you need, because you can create safety for yourself. So boundary work, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks, an episode on boundaries, doing that boundary work for yourself, absolutely. But sometimes when women hear about this idea of I can't control him or I need boundaries, they sometimes will go to a place of I can't have a voice. And that is absolutely not true. You can give them information. You can say, I would like you to join a group. You can have a boundary. If I am going to be in a marriage that has active pornography or active affairs or past affairs, then I have to have that person working their recovery. I told that to my husband. I said, I don't care if I'm married to Bob, Billy, Joe, Fred, whoever, or you, Luke, it doesn't matter. If I'm in a marriage that has had sexual addiction, I need to know that man is actively working in recovery, which includes group and therapy. So if you want to be in a marriage with me, because that's what my boundary is, for me to be in a marriage with any type of person with these type of behaviors, this is what I need for safety. You absolutely can have that boundary for yourself. I love that you just said that. And I was hoping you would. I love that you read my mind because that right there, what you just said is so powerful. And I'm hoping that the women who just heard you, who have never heard that before, are feeling so empowered. That's an option that a lot of women don't know that they have to create that kind of boundary that you just stipulated is very powerful. So are you saying that women can still get their own healing even if their husbands do not get theirs and do their work? Absolutely. Not only can they, I hope you do. Because I've seen multiple women stop their growth and stop their healing because they don't want to leave their husband behind. That fear of if I grow, if I progress, then I will get further away from him or he will get further away from me. 
and they put their own healing on hold waiting for him. But what that does is it just puts you in pain longer and you don't have to. You can absolutely start healing and start progressing no matter what your spouse is doing or not doing. Absolutely. As you've heard all of these today, take the time to start looking into possible different groups. Look, take the time to feel out different therapists, different coaches. That's why I love this world we live in today where we have podcasts, we have YouTube, we have websites where you can go look and you can get a feel of different therapists. You can get a feel for different coaches. You can learn from a safe distance, which is really nice when you're going through the betrayal trauma, learn from a safe distance who different people are. You can feel them out and then you can move forward and start your path to healing. It can start today. You don't have to wait on your healing. Hopefully this was helpful. Just hearing a little bit of difference. If you have further questions on this, always reach out to us. And if this information today was helpful, please um, like our review, share the podcast and review, share the podcast. And we want women and men and relationships to heal and move forward. Thank you for joining our conversation today. If you would like to know more about the different options we talked about in this episode and get connected with even more resources, then feel free to reach out by visiting our website at chooserecoveryservices.com. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Take care, everybody.